another episode of Talking with Bungie. New Year's Day. Happy New Year's. It's January 1st, 2021. We are finally rid of 2020. <laughs> this will be my first podcast in the new year, so hopefully it'll turn out all right. Now, I wanted to cover a couple of things here. Um, first of all, my most recent podcasts have been rambling thoughts, as they usually are, about different topics. This one's going to stick to the crossbow-related topics, and I'm going to try in 2021 to get back in to that crossbow groove, a more specific groove meant for crossbows and crossbow hunting. That's my passion. That's what I really like talking about. That's what I really feel my best contribution can be. You're going to have the rants, all the little sidetracks here that's going to come with it too. That's just the nature of the beast. But today, I actually found an aluminum arrow, and I want to talk about that. I found an aluminum arrow, and I want to talk about it. Why? Because it's kind of neat. Now, I, had, I knew I had this, but I'm organizing the basement. This is part of my New Year's resolutions, let's say. To go through that basement, clean it out. As many of you know, we bought our new home recently, moved into a new home. And as is the case with when you move, you get rid of a lot of stuff, but the rest of the stuff you don't necessarily need right away. You pile it up in your garage, you pile it up in your basement, and it just takes up space. Among those sorts of items was a 2219 arrow. That'll ring a bell with fans of the aluminum arrows. It is an Easton Crossbow Hunter and it must be a crossbow hunter arrow because it's camouflage. It's aluminum, but it's camouflage in appearance. So that tells me that it's meant for hunting, right? But it's a 2219. And when I weighed it, okay, this is kind of important, but I took it out and I weighed it. And lo and behold, the weight of that arrow was 460 grains. Now that's with a field tip. So in other words, it was a 360 or so grain arrow. 360 grains. Now, why is that important? Why do we care about that? Well, if you remember in Crossbow Appreciation Month, Crossbow Appreciation Month 2020, if I dare go back to that and think about that, right? 31 videos in 31 days. That's what Crossbow Appreciation Month is on Death by Bungie. So I went back, and if you remember back then, I went through and I was playing around with heavier arrows during that time, trying to see if old Bungie, my older, slower crossbow, 305 feet per second on a good day. Trying to see whether I could keep that old crossbow and get enough momentum out of the arrows to gain enough penetration to put me in the elusive moose category. Now, what's the moose category? If you go online and you Google arrow momentum calculator, one of the options that comes up is the realtree.com website. Their arrow momentum calculator, it's real simple. If you want detailed answers, there are better sources for these calculators online. But if you want a quick guide to check your kinetic energy, to check your momentum, okay, check your foot pounds of kinetic energy and check your slugs of momentum. If you want a quick guide to do that, I always go to this one. My browser on my phone always brings me right back to it real quick because I've got it kind of bookmarked in my Google. You know what I'm saying? So I'll go right back to it. But I went on there and I typed in some numbers and it appeared, um, give me a little bit more background on this. I have been looking for a way back in Crossbow Appreciation Month to moose at 280 feet per second or more. Now, what is moosing? On that Realtree arrow momentum calculator, if you type in your arrow specs and your speed, basically your speed and your weight, 
And if you're honest about that, it will tell you whether you moose or elk or whitetail. Now, these are terms I'm making up, but basically it tells you, yeah, this is your kinetic energy. This is your momentum, but it will show you a picture of a whitetail deer. It'll show you a picture of an elk. It'll show you a picture of a moose, depending on what the math says, depending on what your results are. In other words, if you got a lot of momentum and a lot of kinetic energy, you'll be up in the moose category. If you have so-so momentum, so-so kinetic energy, you end up in a whitetail category. Bungee with stock arrows, it's in the elk category. When I had bungee with the sound deadening, sound dampening equipment on it, those big rubber grommets, the big fingers on the limbs, the string stars, all that jazz. When all of that stuff was installed on a bungee, I was down to about 280 feet per second, but with stock arrows, bungee merely whitetailed. In other words, I was suitable for whitetail and whitetail only, depending on what you use. Sometimes it moosed and sometimes it merely elked. Now you can see what I'm doing here. I'm using these different animals as verbs, right? To describe their ability. Do they moose? You know, do they elk or does it merely whitetail? <laughs> According to this calculator, there's some, there's a lot of things that go into this. So it's not as though you should take this as the gospel. This is not the crossbow gospel, let's say. This is just something to consider. It just sort of puts you in a ballpark, gives you an idea of what your numbers mean. Bungee out of the box, though, really is an elk crossbow, right? Now, that makes it great for whitetail, great for hogs, all that fun stuff. Remember that broadhead choice has an awful lot to do with this topic as well. It is not merely something that you can look at and say, well, it's so obvious that the, the online calculator says I can shoot a moose with it, so I can go shoot a moose. It depends on the broadhead, okay? And you got to play around with these numbers, but these numbers are a factor that I like to consider. They are a quick way for me to measure sort of where I'm at. Now, I said I wanted to moose at 280 feet per second. Why is it important to me to maintain a threshold of 280 feet per second? Different strokes for different folks. I have a scope that really is rated for crossbows between 300 and 400 feet per second. I like the Twilight DLX from Excalibur. I have it installed on that crossbow. I've used it for several years. Great in low light. It's a step up in low light performance from all the other crossbow scopes that Excalibur offers, in my opinion. I haven't tried all of them, but I've tried most of them. It's going to give you better low light performance. It takes bigger scope rings, for example. It is a different size scope, and that's Part of the reason why it has better low light performance. Also has illuminated reticles. Love the illuminated reticles. That's pretty cool. Cool to have. But when I look at this scope, I certainly don't want to lose that scope and change it out with a different scope. But shooting 250 feet per second, one of the batches of arrows I went through back during Crossbow Appreciation Month pulled me down to 251 feet per second. This is, you know, after running it through a chronograph in the backyard. That's not fast enough for me, especially for that scope, because now I have lost the ability to seamlessly dial that expensive, nice scope. It's not the most expensive scope in the world, but it's the most expensive scope I've ever purchased. And I really like it. It suits me perfectly. And I've killed a lot of deer with that scope mounted on this crossbow. So that scope, dropping it down to 250, I can sight it in at 20 yards okay, but now I'm off at 30, okay? The 30-yard 30 reticle on that scope 
isn't going to be exactly 30 yards. It's going to be more like 27 or 28 yards, maybe a different number, a different amount of yards. That doesn't cut it for me. I want, in fact, I insist that scopes on my crossbow when I hunt with them accurately and perfectly line up with 10, 20, 30, 40, and 50 yard reticles. Those reticles, if it says a 50 next to it, or if it's intended to be the 50 yard line on a reticle, then it better be a bullseye at 50 yards. Otherwise, this equipment is not performing pursuant to what the manufacturer intended. It's not performing the way that they sold it to me, that they intended for me to use it. You get into problems when you don't use things the right way, when you don't use them the way they are intended. I am not interested in hunting and finding out that a deer is at 30 yards but I need to aim a little bit differently, use the 30-yard reticle, but aim a little bit higher at 30 yards. That's playing games in the moment that it counts. That does not lend itself well to good results crossbow hunting. That's not going to give you your best potential for success. In fact, it's kind of asking for trouble. It's kind of asking for you to, well, I thought it was 30 yards, but geez, you know, I forgot I got to aim a little bit higher because this scope is not lined up for 30 yards, lined up for 27, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to get into that. And in the modern crossbow era, and by modern crossbow era, I'm talking 2017 to now, right? When we've got these crossbows that shoot 400 feet per second, when we have $400 crossbows that shoot 400 feet per second, can you believe that? 400 bucks, 400 feet per second. Look at PSE. Insane. When we live in that kind of world with that kind of speed, that kind of flat shooting technology, we shouldn't have to play games, right? When I got into crossbow hunting 10 years ago, a lot of manufacturers had scopes that had a lot of reticles on them, but those reticles did not line up with 10, 20, 30 exactly. In fact, they would have you go to their website and print out little printouts that you could tape to the side of your scope that would tell you what those reticles meant. Well, that's great. Now I've got a deer in front of me. Okay, I use the rangefinder if I'm fortunate enough. I, I think over the years, I've used the rangefinder before shooting that deer exactly one time. You don't have time to do that in the field typically. If you do, you probably don't shoot a lot of deer. I can bet that's the case. The traditional way to use a rangefinder as a crossbow hunter, in my opinion, is to get in your tree stand and then use that rangefinder to tell the distances at different trees out there and you get a good feel for it. And then that's when that flat shooting, that speed takes over. If it's 22 yards, I think it's 20. I'm going to be close enough. I'm going to kill that deer. Okay, I'm going to be in the kill zone. But we don't play games with, okay, that's 30 yards. Now I got to look that deer is at exactly 30 yards. I can't use my 30 yard reticle because that doesn't mean 30 yards. Now I have to look at this little printout and find 30 equals 27. So now that 30 yard reticle is 27. So now I need to lean a little bit higher at the what would be the 30 yard reticle, but what is the 27 yard reticle? I better aim a little higher to compensate for the three yards. That's BS. I'm not interested in doing that. Okay. That's one of the reasons they make reticles, right? And the modern ones in the modern era, 
they're pretty much, I think all the manufacturers now are onto this 20, 30, 40, unless you start tinkering with the weights of your arrows and everything else. The neat thing about the Excalibur Axiom Bungie, a 2010 Excalibur Axiom, came with a basic scope. I mean, it was a scope, right? That's all it was. No illuminated reticles. I don't think there's any numbers written on it. You look through it and it's just a bunch of, just a few lines, not even a lot of lines. But it had reticles out to 40 or 50 yards. There wasn't even a speed ring. There's not even a way to adjust that scope to dial it in in case you're shooting a little bit higher or lower, according to the reticles. Okay. There was no speed ring. Now, Excalibur's solution to that was not, hey, go on our website and print out something and put it on the side of your stock so you can remember what those reticles mean. That wasn't their solution. Their solution was use these arrows that came with it. Use this weight of arrow and a 100 grain broadhead. And you're probably going to be on at 10, 20, 30, 40 yards. And sure enough, when I used that manufacturer's recommended equipment, I found that out to 40 yards, maybe even 50 yards. I don't remember shooting it with that scope back then at that distance, but typically I was on at 10, 20, 30, 40 yards. No problem. Right. And they even had a 10 yard reticle. They don't even make 10 yard reticles anymore. What's up with that? So they're expecting us to take those longer shots, but that's not really what it is. Today's scopes don't have the 10 yard reticle typically because most crossbows are shooting pretty flat. The difference between 10 and 20 isn't enough that it makes much of a difference. I have found in mine that I can aim using uh, my 10 yard shot would be, and it, it's dead on with this, is using the, the top of the line that comes down from the top. If I use the bottom of that, it, so it'd be just above the 20 yard line, there's a little gap there. If I use that, I have found that that's suitable for 10 yards, but there isn't a difference between zero and 20 the way there is between 20 and 40. The drop is huge over 20 to 40, but still so much different with these newer crossbows. Again, flatter shooting. So where are we at with this? Well, I like the idea of shooting with those reticles, having that scope line up, salvaging that scope. And I had toyed around with the idea over Crossbow Appreciation Month. Maybe I'll keep Bungie. Maybe I won't worry about the fact that I didn't get a pass-through on my 2019 buck. The fact that I didn't get a pass-through on my first ever Death by Bungie meet and greet wild boar back in 2019. Had to take two shots. Didn't get a pass-through on either shot, actually. Maybe a heavier arrow. We'll fix that. Now, it doesn't do me any good to have a heavier arrow that's not accurate, right? So I can only go so heavy. I did increase arrow weight, went to the meet and greet, killed a wild boar with a, what I consider a very heavy arrow by crossbows from standards. It was a 500, off the top of my head here, we're thinking 537, I think it was, a 437 grain arrow with a 100 grain rage crossbow hypodermic tip. And that combo, about 537 or so grains, got a pass-through on the board. Ended up taking two shots. Probably could have killed it with one, but it was a monster of a boar, monster of a hog, big old pig. And so it took two shots, right? And it took a while to bleed out. I didn't want it sitting there suffering, so I took the second shot, whether it was needed or not. So be it. Not a problem. Well, now we're bringing you up to the, now you kind of got the background, right? Let's talk about what I did today. I went and located this aluminum arrow, weighed it 360 grains, put a field point on that 100 grains. You got a 460 total weight arrow rig. Pretty cool, right? 460 grains. Now that's kind of neat and it means something because 
The stock arrows I typically use, these days I'm using an upgraded version of a, what I would consider a stock arrow, 280 grains. Um, I put a 100, point, 100 grain field point on that, you're at 380 or so grains, 385 or so grains. So 460 is a pretty sizable increase over that. I have other arrows that I was using over the course of time here. If you go back to, to Crossbow Appreciation Month, I had some other arrows I was using back then. The Firebolts, like I said, those in the Pro Flights, the Firebolts are the ones that I started using. Those are Easton arrows, I believe, that came from Excalibur, sold with the, with the crossbow that I bought. That crossbow, shooting those 285 grains, put 100 grain field point on there, you're around 200 or excuse me, 385 grains or so. I had some real heavy ones. Those ones that I used at the meet and greet, those were spinal taps from Black Eagle. I think they were around 430 grains, okay? And uh, for the arrow alone, okay? So you're at 530 is what I ended up killing that boar with. Now, I also had some main hunters. Those are 330, 340 grains. You put a field point on those, you're at 430 or so, a little bit heavier. And then you have the, uh, but they don't, they don't moose, right? That uh, 438 grains or so does not moose. And if I put a 150 grain field point on those, it was pulling me down below the 280 feet per second mark. So, you know, that, that's the kind of thing I'm dealing with. You're, you're doing this balancing act, these trade-offs to find out where do we want to be as far as the overall weight is concerned. How can I moose but stay at 280 feet per second or more? Now, on my crossbow, I've done some math, okay? And I have calculated, they say that, I think the rule of thumb is you will lose between one and one and a half feet per second for every five grains that you add, okay? So if I add merely five grains to my arrow rig, I should expect to lose between one and one and a half feet per second. I have found that my, I'm right in the middle on that, okay? Across the board, I appear to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 1.25. So somewhere between one and 1.5, but I think that I'm, I'm right in the middle. With bungee, 1.25 feet per second I lose for every five grains. Now these are a pretty significant improvement in weight. I'm going from 385 to 460, okay? By my calculations, a total arrow weight of 385, if that shoots 300 feet per second, and in my experience that's pretty accurate, it was, I think most of my tests are between 300 302. I've uh, hit the 305 advertised amount, I think one time through the chronograph. I haven't shot through the chronograph an awful lot, but enough that I can tell you that 300 to the 302 is pretty, pretty accurate. If I increase my total arrow weight to 465 or so, that puts me at 280 feet per second with a speed loss of 1.25 feet per second for every five grains. That puts me in that ballpark. Now that 465, that's pretty sweet because that mooses gives me 80.93 foot-pounds of kinetic energy and 0.578 slugs of momentum. That's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. I'm pretty, I could be happy with that. 280 feet per second shooting that arrow. I'm not sure I would shoot the, Aluminum arrows, I don't know that I would 
I, I like aluminum arrows. You got to worry about them bending and all that other stuff. And I don't have a history with aluminum arrows, but that having that ready built arrow is attractive to me, especially today. If you want to go out there and shoot in the garage and run it through a chronograph, it's nice to have that. So by my math, with this aluminum arrow, okay, I should be around 280 feet per second. Running it through the online calculator, it will moose. Very excited about this. I go down and I set up the chronograph. I set up the chronograph and it takes me about eight shots to get that chronograph to work. And finally, after Googling it and figuring out what error three means, it means the rear sensor is not reading the arrow. So I took the air compressor and turned that on, charged that up good, filled that up. And then I blew out the air out of that uh, sensor and I blew out the front sensor too for good measure. I changed the battery out just in case because it didn't, uh, you know, that's been there an awful long time. And when I took the nine volt battery and touched it to my tongue, I didn't get a good zap out of it. So I figured it's time to switch the battery out. So I threw the battery away. Got a new battery, put it in here, good to go. Set this thing up. This took 35 minutes. It shouldn't take that long to run this simple little test to fire a single arrow through a chronograph one time. So I run it after all this back and forth, 35 minutes or so. We shoot it through the chronograph and it is at 279 feet per second. Wow. That's really close to 280. I'm happy with that. I'm not even going to fart around with this any longer. I packed it all up, put it away, put some painter's tape over the sensors on that uh, chronograph so I can peel that off next time. That way there won't be any dust on them. Be nice and clean and it won't have all this problem next time. How's that for a little tech tip, right? 279 feet per second. I put everything away. I head back upstairs. I get my drink, sit down, drinking my Kool-Aid and I'm looking at it and doing the math. And at that speed... 460 grains, 279 feet per second. I run it through the Realtree Arrow Momentum Calculator and Bungie Elks. <laughs> Once again, I get the, the elk icon. I get 79.49 foot-pounds of kinetic energy and 0.57 slugs. If I had been able to reach that threshold of 280 feet per second, okay, it would be 80 foot-pounds, 80.06, and 0.572 slugs, it would moose. The one feet per second difference, one foot per second, makes a difference of elking or moosing. Can you believe that? One, I'm right on the cusp. I am right in the, I'd like to say the sweet spot, but there's nothing sweet about it. These are very slim margins that I am dealing with. Now, here's the point I want to make. I want to make two points here. The first is that when I did this test today, I pulled out the crappiest of targets that I have. It's an old green Cabela's target. I have painted it one time to get new dots on it so I could shoot in different spots because it's pretty shot out. You guys all got targets like this. You know what I'm talking about. This is a target that with Bungie Jr., which is my daughter's crossbow, this target, you cannot use her crossbow on this target. It will blow through it. It'll, it, it's, it will not stop it, okay? It's going to go, who knows how far, but it's going to go through that target. Will not stop it. Even with this aluminum arrow on there, even on the threshold of moosing, Bungie cannot push an arrow through this target. Not going to happen, Okay. 
you might be thinking, wait a minute, what if you go to a super heavy arrow rig, right? You go back to your 550 grains or whatever you had over the summer for the meet and greet. No, I still use that target on the crossbow. It did not pass through that target. I'm not saying that if I went to a 900 grain arrow or a 700 grain arrow that I couldn't get it to pass through that target, but I'd be down so slow, I'd be shooting something akin to a recurve bow. I'm not interested in shooting a recurve bow. I am a crossbow hunter. That doesn't interest me to shoot older styles of equipment here. Okay. But I want to point out that over the summer running all of these tests, what fun we had. Genevieve in the backyard shooting Bungie Jr. at targets after we bought new targets to accommodate her newer, faster crossbow. With those targets in place, Bungie Jr. with a 150 grain broadhead shoots 351 feet per second. The total arrow weight is only 412 grains, okay? And it's a 351 feet per second shot. This is stock stuff. These are pro flights, an upgraded, more accurate version of the quills that came with it, but they're still the same weight. And then with a 150 grain field point or broadhead, either way, you're totaling 412 grains. Pretty much what Excalibur recommends. They do recommend a 150 grain point tip, whether it's a field point or a broadhead, on those 16 and a half inch arrows. And they tend to fly a little bit better, I think, with a little bit more weight up front. With that 150 grain broadhead, you're still, however, only at 412 grains, hitting speeds over 350 feet per second. She's hitting 351. Now, some of you might be saying, well, I got the same crossbow and I can't shoot that fast. This is a micro suppressor 355, right? It's supposed to be shooting 355, I think, probably tested with a 100 grain broadhead. How are you getting 351? with a 150 grain broadhead? The answer is we have, first of all, an upgraded set of silencers on the front. I bought the Dr. Stirrups and installed those. So I may not be getting the full benefit of those rubber fingers on the front, but we do have some installed. So I replaced the Excalibur ones with those. I think that increases the speed somewhat. We do have X shocks tucked in the corners, glued in place. We don't have string stars, however. So there's a few things going on with her crossbow that are not necessarily stock. I have the brace height as low as possible. And I have what is a standard Excalibur string, but it's a new string from Excalibur on that crossbow. So, but And I ran through the chronograph for 351 feet per second. My point is this. That crossbow, it with just a, a an arrow you can buy off the shelf from Excalibur, screwing on a broadhead you bought off the shelf from Rage, and you are shooting 351 feet per second, getting kinetic energy of 112.69 foot-pounds. Not 79, not 80, but 112 foot-pounds of kinetic energy. And the momentum, all right? So there's people out there right now, I know, you're saying, well, I don't care about the foot-pounds. I don't care about kinetic energy. People cared about kinetic energy for decades, but all of a sudden that doesn't matter anymore, Rich. Don't you know that? Well, if you're in that boat, that's fine. But she gets 0.642 slugs of momentum with that arrow rig, with that crossbow. 0.642, not 0.5 whatever. What was I looking at? Let me go back to my numbers. 0.642 compared to my numbers, which 
or we're 0.57. She's 0.64, I'm at 0.57. Look at the difference. Out of the box, screwing on a broadhead from Rage, she's moosing and far and above, far and above what I hope to accomplish with Bungie. And keep in mind, with her crossbow, you can't use those targets. She's got to have a newer target. Her shorter arrows get passed through, through all of my old targets. She has to use newer targets. There's just a that's just an advancement in technology. Science hasn't changed. Animals haven't changed, but technology has changed. So with Genevieve's crossbow, with Bungie Jr., flatter shooting, this is inspiring me to continue the search for a successor to Bungie. This is just the latest chronicle in that search, okay? The latest chapter in the story, so to speak. But it was a fun little experiment today. The big takeaway here for me is that I can play around in the garage, play around the backyard with arrows, with broadheads, with the weights of these things. And I'm still on the threshold of even getting to the very bottom of the moose category. But a modern crossbow, out of the box, screwing on a broadhead off the shelf, and it's not even close to that threshold. It sits happily in the moose category. It happily mooses. Food for thought for a new year. I hope the new year's treating you well. And until next time, all hail Bungie. Bungie.